Hit him with the gas. High heat. Let's go. High heat. Ricky Vaughn. This is what I started with. <laughs> girls don't like girls. The girls don't like boys. They girls like cars and money. They might like girls. I respect their right to choose. If that ain't no, if that ain't some 1984 JJ uh, Dillon shit, <laughs> so <selling> the selling the Oh, <laughs> uh, like just I. Okay, it's almost like the inner like you watch Full Gear and it's like the company is working in two different directions against each other. Like CM Punk and Eddie Kingston is exactly what I need pro wrestling to be. Yep. People getting hit, people bleeding. You don't have to bleed all the time, but people fighting. Miro getting like, slept. <laughs> an, an emotional investment. CM Punk versus <laughs> CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston is exactly what I need from pro wrestling. Daniel Bryan. Well, I keep calling him Daniel. I feel like Jr. Yeah, I'm gonna say Jr. Jrisms. Brian, Brian Danielson and Miro is. Is exa- is also what I would like to see from professional wrestling. I I I believe in both the characters. I know that both of them can perform. So when the bell rings, I can tune all that extra noise out. I'll do you one and better. Just watch Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page is exactly what I need at a pro wrestling for a championship match. What I don't need are the low warriors coming out and guaranteeing? Well, not guaranteeing. Co-signing that it's okay. I don't need that. But you no, you have to because now, even though now Hangman's the champion, the focal point of everything is gonna be the elite. Because again, who are you dealing with? <laughs> so while Hangman's off being champ, having the best matches and doing his part and defending the being the babyface champion that he is until his eventual loss. The face to of whoever, the company. Right. The focal point of Wednesdays will be what is going on inside the elite? Let's uh let's get this shit moving, man. So all right, so we got uh, this shit was already moving. Well, no, it's it's it's. <laughs> I mean, if we gonna keep it a thousand. <laughs> you just figure out where in the middle of this shit you want to drop the intro. The shit already rolling. Well, shit, here it go. Three, two. Welcome to the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show infused with hip hop. I am Wood. Made daily with organic, farm-to-table, localized, neuralized, sterilized, scotch-guarded for 2020 repellent, available online, shipped via Amazon, not available on Sundays, but now available on thebeastradio.com. Broken pencil logic. You stay classy, Internet. I'm Suave Burgundy. Coming off the heels of another fantastic AEW pay-per-view, the Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop return with yet another recap of AEW Full Gear. We embrace upon us the eating season that is Turkey Day followed up by the Day of Our Lord. I said the Day of Our Lord. Day of Our Lord. <laughs> we got a lot of shit coming up, man. It's the holiday time. Suave, what it is, man? The search for Wyndham Rotunda continues. 
Uh, he's been of mar- all the stories coming out of AEW Full Gear, that is still at the top of my list. He the has, search for Wyndham Rotunda continues. He has been marked safe from a pay per view appearance, but we he's, did. He's been we, marked safe from his ninety day no compete. We did get one hell of an appearance, which we'll talk about here shortly. Um, we got a uh, we we got a few things to talk about. Uh, we gotta we gotta uh, check our predictions from from one forty to see if we covered the spread. <laughs> the only I, f- the I o- feel like we might have aced it. The, I think you aced it. I think I missed one. Well, when I ace it, we ace it. To quote the great griot producer Wyclef Jean, it's a we thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if your team if your team's not holding up a trophy, are you really winning? <laughs> what, what did you win? Oh, <laughs> uh, as 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 the great Chad Butler once said, work harder. <laughs> <laughs> Pimsy also said a lot of uh, historical things, but none that we'll get into at this point on this episode. The professional wrestling version of Dusty. I mean, sorry, the the, the hip hop version of Dusty Rhodes, re- <laughs> right there. You think? I know. We we've already we've already we've already played the Atlanta interview on this show once. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's let's keep it a thousand. Like, oh Nicole, Rick, Richard Fleer, and and Chad Butler. It's hard to say that ain't that ain't it. It, it, it was it was the 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 fashion that made him the Richard Fleer. It was yeah, it was the, it was the mic he, work that made him dust. I mean, cause cause Chad don't do that common man shit. He don't talk that common man talk. That ain't him. Take that monkey shit off. You embarrassing us. You feel me? Like ten thousand dollar Rolex. They go hand in hand. <laughs> Smell they my go. cologne. And, you know what? And that cologne ain't that, cheap. <laughs> that's that's the that's the tape we got to do. That's the one we put in the can. What's that? One? <laughs> we we need to we need to get a list, a mixtape of <laughs> of wrestlers and their rap counterpart. Ooh, <laughs> that, that'll be a, that'll be our a, We'll bring back a likes. That'll be our a like episode. Wrestling, a doppelgangers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be a hell of a mixtape. That's a, that's a good one for the holidays too. You see what I'm saying? We so, trying to take the holidays off, but still keep it on. Man, um, let's see. Before we get into the full gear recap, get well soon goes out to one Eddie Kingston, indeed. Uh, Kenny Omega. Oh, so that's true. Yes, because uh, the I, I won't cap the way I read the way I received that news and then read that message. I was like, this sounds like cap. Like new era cap, like lids. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, for for the sake of conversation, we'll leave it. We'll leave that on the table. But we know for sure Eddie Kingston. But more, okay. but more, all, moreover than those, Danhausen and Mance Warner. Don't leave Malachi Black off that list. Malachi Black as well, uh, bruh. But Danhausen and Mance Warner, they. As as we've been talking about Danhausen and landing places for him, the only place he's landed himself lately isn't in, is in a hospital bed on a surgical table. I ain't gonna play with you. I think Danhausen might have just yanked off a bag. 
uh, double leg break. <sighs> and Mance Warner also with a severe ankle injury. <sighs> Bruh. Um, fellas, like, freak accidents happen, especially in professional wrestling. Please take care of yourselves. For God's sakes, get some compression tights and some and some uh, some braces. Good lord, <laughs> I, I just I don't even I don't know what to make of it. Like that's just and they, and it happened on the same show. Ain't nothing wrong with rocking no knee braces. Just I mean, come on, man. I just I don't want to be I, I've, stone I've, cold. Did it? I've had some catastrophic injuries in my lifetime, and uh, most of what well, most of them the, the the worst of them were later in life. I had a couple as as a teenager, but. As a grown ass adult, I had two bad ones, and man, whew, can't even can't even imagine what a double leg break is like. Even in your twenties, I can't even imagine that. Like before, uh, you know, graduating high school. No, thank you. Get well soon, fellas. We'll see y'all in the ring here shortly. Um, not too shortly, though. We want you healed up. We don't want to see a freak show. That said, over over under sixty percent dad housing ends up in the dark order. Um, it wouldn't be a bad fit. We just it's they a perfect fit. They need leadership. Man, those days are over. Do so those, those days are over. Now AEW Dark Carnival. AEW is the American version of New Japan when it comes to being the home of factions. Do you see these factions staying together much longer, let alone growing? Yeah. Because they're AEW in a lot of ways. Look, who are we dealing with? <laughs> I, that's going to end up being the title of this show because we have to, you have to know. Understand your who audience. Who are you dealing with? That's it. And and at the end of the day, even like we get on people, we get on Stanford for the same shit. But in almost any situation where you're putting your money in and it's, it's, it's your air quotes, your ass on the line. You're creating for an audience of one. <laughs> like, all bullshit aside, like, I'll, I'll be even more honest. When I'm creating music, I am creating music for an audience of one. Yeah, I mean, that's... If that's, if that's, I don't like it, I don't give a fuck what you think. That is if a, I don't like it, you'll never hear it. That That is an unwritten rule that has gone over the, 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 uh, the length of time that people have been breathing. Like... People tell you in broadcasting, whether it be in school or whether it be word of mouth, it's a one on one conversation. Me talking to the pencil pusher uh, massive is indeed, even though there are many listeners, there's only one listener that we care about. And that's you, the listener. One singular, not thousands, not hundreds. One. Right. So at the end of the day, if Tony Khan is writing TV, he is writing it based on what he thinks would be cool, what he thinks would be dope. He's writing for an audience of one. So if he's entertained, he feels like there is enough people that identify with his point of view that it will entertain more people. A bunch a bunch of hymns. Right. And you, that's what that's why analytics is so important and that's, you know, kind of his lane. He's like how many people exist that really think like me? What was this title? Well, is this title for the Jags? Is it Vice President of Statistics? 
Damn if I know. That dude's a numbers guy. Con Jaguars. <laughs> Mind you, there are two cons. <laughs> yes. He's a co-owner. He's co-owner, but I don't know what his day-to-day positioning is. Let's see here. Executive Now he's the EVP of football admin. See what I'm saying? Like he's just moving up and they're just giving him more titles now. Yeah, and technology. But at one point, I do remember that uh, statistics was part of his title or part part of his duties. Yeah, anytime you're dealing with marketing, statistics is gonna is gonna come up. So I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain he's dealt with statistics, and yeah. which cross over in in the athletic form into athlete, into analytics. Yes, but he's writing for an audience of one, and he's he feels like he's done the proper research to know there's this segment of the population that thinks the way I do. So if they think the way I do, they're gonna like what I like. So I'm gonna write this so that I like it. Well, as, as as we say that and we cap on Tony Khan, let's just go ahead and go, go right into the full gear for your main event. That the one everybody's wondering about: Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. Your winner and AEW World Champion Hangman Adam Page. Now this this is where um, me as a fan I have to be mature. And where other people as as fans have to be mature because this is exactly what we said should happen. Yes. People that think like me. So audience of one, but <laughs> people who think like me and people who agree with when I said it, this is exactly what should have happened. Absolutely. It was time. Can't, yeah, it was time. You just can't you can't be sour about it because new toys arrived before you got the payoff <laughs> so like the sh- the shiny new things that you just got had you thinking about all the different possibilities of what could happen if this if this if this um the bigger stars air quotes the end result of <laughs> full gear was always supposed to happen that way yeah so you just appreciate it enjoy it they paid a storyline off long-term booking regardless of how good or or not so much you think it is or how it panned out they they completed the mission people don't understand that not only was this a two-year storyline but hangman page was involved in the very first aew world title match right so it's a culmination of having him being so close but always being so far and after two years to get back to the top of the mountain the top of the food chain if you will there is absolutely no way that he was not going to win without looking like a uh, AEW dreamer I mean you would have had to, you'd have had to really take it back to the 80s type thing where like air quotes the horsemen come out and everybody jumps him and you just don't get a decision going off but then you need a big wow to kind of sweep that away and then you can continue the chase but dang it it ain't no more it ain't no more fam like okay i could have booked him out of this had you had you introduced jay lethal differently like if you wanted to 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 screw hangman out of his finish 
and you have the elite jump him and then it looks like nobody's nobody's gonna be able to stop anybody or you have a bunch of extra people fighting debut Jay Lethal well is Jay Lethal I mean of course to us he is but is Jay Lethal main event enough to yes. jump in <laughs> This is AEW we talking about now. Nah, shit, nah, I'm not, I'm not delusional about this. I haven't had any shrooms. Whatever your question is, yes. So he he's main event enough for whatever we decide. The, we we've spoken about him in the highest of regards. He was the probably the most prominent double champion we've seen in our lifetime. He was the ROH World Heavyweight Champion while simultaneously simultaneously being the AEW. I'm sorry, the ROH world television champion and only defended the television championship during TV and the world championship on pay-per-views and uh, touring shows. He is the hood's last hope. And he is now all elite. So the one one people one person we were worried about, especially as it relates to age, uh was Jay Lethal. Not because he's too old, but because it is is it to the, to the point where it's too late to go to Stanford or Orlando, whatever the case may be? We have that answer now. He is he, all elite. He just he just could not be in a situation where you're expecting him to start from the bottom. Now we here type shit. He, we ain't got that much time. And then also, we, I I need you to treat me like I'm something when I get. I need the AJ treatment. I need you to treat me like I'm somebody the day I get here. And it was also uh, noted that Jay Lethal was granted a full release from ROH exempting him from duties at uh final battle and K-Ban the snowman and the last match that you will see from Jay Lethal on ROH TV will be him versus EC3 that will be coming up in December. I believe they said that might have been canned. Mm. Yeah, like his Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The match the is match. canned. Yeah, the match is canned for TV. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, no doubt. Um Let's go through the results here real quick. We got uh, for in the pre-show and the buy-in, we had Hikaru Shida, Thunder Rosa, Jamie. Uh, oh, sorry, Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Excuse me, defeating Jamie Hader and uh, Nyla Rose. What's up with Nyla Rose taking all these pinfalls? I I just I could say I could say what I think, but then that wouldn't be fair. So I'm just gonna say. Somebody sleeping at the wheel booking or just like, hey, somebody's got to take this pinfall and no one really cares who does it because, I mean, the suspension of disbelief has been suspended. And did we forget that Vicky Guerrero is the widow of the late Eddie Guerrero? It's kind of egregious, but I, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything if you didn't. Uh, it, I don't know. Lots of tributes to Eddie during the night. But that wasn't one of them. Uh, M- kicking off the show MJF versus YFN Darby and the uh, curtain jerker for full gear one hell of a match I didn't I, I thought I had I mean on top of actually let's back up before we get into this match cause we had a shit show <coughs> we had a shit show BR Live is no more for AEW pay-per-views at least for the present time we ended up getting notice about a conversion from BR Live to BR Bleacher Report, and it, it, it was that this was a this was made to be way more difficult than it needed to be for a pay per view. 
I don't know what the, what the specifics are with fight, but if you had a pay per view on fight, not even three months ago, what was the big deal about putting it on here again? Even worse, an even bigger slap in the face. A, the Bleacher Report app is a mobile app. That's I'm surprised it's available on Xbox, but it's available on Xbox, not available on mm-hmm. Apple TV. Whew. Sheesh. Big fuck Talk up about there. It. Big fuck Talk up there. Talk about it. I was forced to use an iPad and cast it to my Apple TV. Now, I will say this. The casting experience for this program was amazing. But as a person who is mobily connected with multiple digital devices, I had to use a laptop to do chatting, a phone to do chatting, a tablet to cast to a, a, I guess a smart hub that's connected to my television. That's a whole lot going on. For a fifty dollar buy, uh, most people don't trade crypto that intensely. Listen, <laughs> and they daisy they daisy chain Linux computers for that type of shit. This is out, this is out of control. I'm just hey, it, it was a lot because I ended I was on Xbox and like, I what I did was I tried to make sure that we could troubleshoot all of the stupid shit that could potentially happen early enough we ain't even had a time fam there was there was not that much time prior to uh purchase time nah for real, but we we did good we migrated our, our br live situation everybody was set up the way they need to be it's like okay we good i say oh i i've already read the fine print which is sort of difficult to find like you have to for some you have to end up clicking on something about AEW streaming to get the explanation on how to do any of this shit as far as migrating or just how to get your old purchases, any of that. <clears throat> so, did all that reading. I knew from the jump, probably wasn't going to be available on Apple TV. Go go looking for the app. Doesn't exist. Just BR Live. Okay, cool. That's, that's no good. So, I know. I can't watch this how I watch everything else. So, it's, it's, okay, I look, compatible devices, wow, Xbox, cool. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't really, you know, streamed, watched anything streaming on the Xbox in a while. It, it'll be good. We got, we got direct line with, with, the, with, the, with the high, high speed internet. We good, we'll be straight. <laughs> Go through there, make, and I turn my Xbox on early because I know there's always like some, when you don't game regularly, there's going to be like some update that takes like forever. So turn it on, make sure we update it, download the Bleacher Report app, sign in, bam, we in, we in the paint. It's, it pulls it's, up. It seems pulls like, up. It, it seems like your experience was even, even without can, finishing your, your statement, your experience was much better than mine because my casting from my iPad, which 2020 iPad Pro or sorry iPad Air <laughs> flex um it, it, I, I wish I would cast it for my damn MacBook super flex uh um, <laughs> yeah the brand new MacBook you know don't, yeah don't don't pro ho um I, I, I just man I was watching it 
I froze up. The audio was great, but oh, I no, froze wait. up. My, <laughs> mine wasn't done. You you thought my experience was No, no, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't like stopping you from explaining. I knew you were in the middle of your story, but I, I keep going cuz we're going about to go back and forth on this one cuz I I still got more. This is ridiculous. Why should we we should not be spending <laughs> this much time talking about a streaming experience. But go ahead. No, no, but you have to cuz somebody somebody over there is listening. And when they hear this, they can relay this to, to Anthony or Conos. <laughs> they can relay this to Anthony and he can get something figured out. <laughs> so all purchases pull up, right? Shows everything that, that's ever been bought. It's like, cool. Everything's here. Except the two that we've watched on fight being all in and all out. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all in and all out. Those are the two that have been on fight. The You're irony. <laughs> Fantastic catch there, sir. Dez caught it and so did you. So I try to pull up one of I say, okay, it's early enough in the day. We got some we got some space in there. Let me see how this shit works. Let me see what the experience is gonna be like. Let me figure out how to rewind, fast forward. How this shit going? How is it gonna play out? Try to play one of the old pay per views. Loading time is ridiculous. I mean, it's just circle, circle, circle. And I'm like, oh shit. Here, here we go. I'm glad I'm here early, so I can work through this. I pull it up. I pull it up on the Bleach Report app on my phone, cause I do use that regularly. I check scores, stats, all type of shit. I, I log in with, with the proper credentials and try to pull up one of the purchases from there. Hold on. Set, setting the space in terms of bandwidth, Suave space, Suave, Suave's bandwidth is legitimately 50 times faster than what I have available. Go ahead. I mean, I, I live a good life and I know a guy. Well, I, I know a guy too. I, in fact, I am the guy. And my life is pretty damn good, except for when it comes to this internet. Continue. Yeah, I, I was trying, just trying to keep kayfabe alive. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was trying to do. Kind of, kind of saying, continue. Remember the suspension of disbelief. We, we try to get it unsuspended, but um, get it off suspension. So, um, loading time, stupid. And I'm like, I know this can't be my internet, but in an attempt to make sure it's not me. Refresh everything, reboot, prioritize that device. For those of you who've ever had that app where you can prioritize which device gets the most internet, I did that too. Still, loading time wasn't cool. I pull it up on the app and start trying to watch the same program. Then they start at the same time. So I'm like, okay, this seems like the loading on, on the app is gonna be much better than anywhere else. <clears throat> But it played fine, looked pristine. It was like, okay, this still looks like the high definition quality I paid for. Everything's good. Um, we'll just let this one play all the way out. I go run errands, I come back, start watching the show. I get to Brian Danielson. See, I said it right that time. Hit the bell for me. <laughs> one time. One time for the one time. <laughs> Brian Danielson versus Miro. Which is, which is the third the match on the main card. Yeah, I missed the finish because the stream froze three times. <laughs> and I mean hard stop. 
Okay. No bu- it didn't show any buffering. It that bitch just locked up. Here, here's where I interrupt you. During the MJF Darby Allen, oh, I'm sorry, MJF YFN Darby match. During the climax, as uh, Sting is preventing interference, I freeze up. I see Sting on my screen. I hear Tony Schiavone. I hear Jim Ross. I hear Escala Herb, and uh, I don't see any movement. I have to reboot my iPad, completely reboot it, just to reconnect to the to the casting. The my bandwidth is not even an issue. I'm the only person using the internet at the time, so it was fine. That was okay. But having to reboot and then not once, but four times, did my did my casting connection drop off from being timed out for I guess I don't know if there's a as there's a timer on the casting or if it thought I was like not watching anymore but I'm in I'm mid match every time none of this happened in between match breaks or what have you like I'm watching and then I'm not watching anymore now I have to reconnect so I probably rebooted my iPad twice I had to reconnect probably four or five times to my casting device shit show absolute shit show now i will say this to their credit the broadcast quality was probably the absolute best we have seen on any aew pay-per-view to date which considering we're and going into year three with aew this makes more sense because as things advance so does technology and you would hope that things get better so that it looked more realistic on an older tube. I'm in my garage watching on a tube that's about 10 years old, still in high definition, but it's putting extra work on outdated technology that I'm using in my garage versus what I would be having in the comfort of my living room or my bedroom. And I'm still, and I'm not mad at that. I'm just, all of the convolution that's going into watching this is making this experience piss poor at best. If I paid for it, if I paid 50 bucks, I shouldn't have to go through the same mechanics that I would have to go through to find an illegal stream. Oof. Oof. (laughs) Oof. So for those of you who have ever been in the trenches like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Where you got to find, you got to go to that site. That undisclosed site that has like 43 different streams and you have to test each one to see which one's going to give you a clear picture. And once you get the clear picture and the best stream, then you stop until you get disconnected. If you get disconnected. Right. And then if that one goes out for whatever reason and won't restart, you got to start the process all over. And whatever you missed is just whatever you missed. And hope that you can remember the one that you were on that was good and stay away from that one. It's no good anymore. <laughs> and you have to test these one by one by one with every pop-up and every paid advertisement that comes with it. So all this explanation Pure to say, madness. All this explanation to say, fix this shit, please. Let this fix be the... Sh- no, nah, you need to Dez Bryant tone. Fix this shit, Rich. Go back, get, get, get a fight. And they hit that... Excala Herb had a nerve to tell us during the buy-in that it was available on pay-per-view via Facebook. Mm. I wish I would. I wish. I wish I would. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. 
Yeah, not in the metaverse. No. What in the <laughs> metaverse are you thinking about, sir? You gonna have me spend fifty dollars to sit <laughs> and watch a Facebook stream? Is you shitting me? Boy, fuck you. <laughs> Twice. Met- metaverse you. <laughs> <laughs> Twice, you no good rat bastard. Have you ever uploaded a video to Facebook? You know the compression that goes on. Oh, no, thank you. All right, uh, back back on task though. YFN Darby Mir- Miro would have looked like Baron Von Raschke. <laughs> Who showed up? <laughs> YFN Darby takes the L. Great match, great story, and of course MJF pulls out the the dynamite diamond ring and uh, and sleeps Darby for the victory. <laughs> And beats the man with a side headlock like he said he would. A <laughs> side headlock takedown for the one, two, three. <laughs> shout, and shout out to MJF's ring gear, kind of like the the tip of the cap to Ric Flair on some Ric Flair sting recreation type vibe. Like, there are some subtle placements in Easter eggs and different things that go on within these feuds and rivalries that it keeps you entertained. The uh, so, the yeah. one of the ones that's been happening a lot lately, really since the uh, the passing of uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton, has been FTR uh, paying homage to the Midnight Express in the form of '80s font tights, uh, rainbows on the tights, a la Sweet Stan Lane. Um, what else? Sweet Stan. <laughs> Uh, even even the music, the, the cheesy ass eighties uh, uh, synthesized music sounds like a uh, like like the Great Value version of the Midnight Express's uh, mm-hmm. NW, NWA anthem. Yeah, they couldn't figure out how to flip that one, and they couldn't play it note for note. <laughs> well, they didn't want to. They you don't need to do that. I mean, the the, the point was made. So no, what I'm what I'm saying is that these guys are also fringe millennials with Gen X influences that are from the South. Old you souls. Just, oh, you feel me? That maybe that's why I root for FTR like this. I don't even know about them personally, but as a tag team, they're I absolutely root for them. And that Doc Tarwood on Twitter is fucking gold. I don't care what that anybody too. says. I, I feel like we have have a lot of commonalities between us. I feel like we all kind of you, you audience of one and people who think like you. So it, for, it keeps coming back to the same thing. But somebody should have sampled that and and went to work. Like you could have you could have come to the wax. And, and apparent and apparently you got some heat on the production side for uh, for AEW. So you know utilize your resources. And if not, we we know some people. Uh, AEW Tag Team Championship. Your champions, the Lucha Bros, challenge FTR, which never happens. The champ the cha- the champions never challenge the challengers, and FTR holds the AAA. Uh, world Tag Team Titles. Triple uh, This was another good match. Not a great match from from both teams, but a good match from both teams. And shout uh, out to the ring gear. Oh man, that just this phenomenal man. Just <laughs> FTR with the American flag and Mexican flag knee pads is fucking hilarious. Shouts out Could- to Floyd Mayweather. This was this was as Mayweather esque as it can possibly get, and they've been doing that since they won the AAA Tag Team Championships. But peep though, what actually makes this shit super cool is what, what was the name of the old um, NWA studio show? Uh, what, was World? it was it just World Championship Wrestling? No, nah, well, uh, yeah, the one and yeah, World Championship Wrestling. The one that came on at nine o'clock in the morning and then like five o'clock in the evening. Yeah, World Championship that Wrestling all, that had all the country's flags hanging. Yep, up. Yep, yep, yep. 
those tights and those knee pads remind me of that. So that's why I was like, oh, this is some double entendre shit. Yeah. This is like old school NWA tribute, but also, you know, I'm American carrying Mexican titles, baby. I'm out here with the shit. You need uh, 50, 50 people in the, at ringside with mm-hmm. uh with with two with two sides of fans young people <laughs> young people in the front uh, boys clubs usually <laughs> boys oh, and girls no, that's, that's that's that early that's the early 90s action the 80s is like you got hot shot you basically got uh all the hot shots from smu <laughs> yeah and then you got you got a couple of a couple of elder statesmen guy with maybe with his pants up past his navel chicks you're having and, a, a chick chicks that top wrestlers having affairs with Planet cheering, yeah, cheering yeah, a couple, for a couple rats here and there <laughs> sprinkled about cheese, cheese scattered, you know, like as an Easter egg, you know, throughout. But, uh, at, yeah, things of that nature. Lucha Bros retain. Um, then we then we go into Miro versus Brian Danielson for the uh tournament eliminator finals. And uh, so the winner coming out, of, coming out of this is the number one contender for the AEW World Championship. Brian Danielson wins. Um, there, there was a. This was a very stiff match as Brian Danielson caught a shiner. Um, it looks. It looked like like Miro got legitimately slept. You know, don't know if it was a work or a shoot, but considering how hard they were hitting, anything's possible in the world of AEW. Nah, uh, I think <laughs> just me personally thinking out loud, it, it's got to be a work because I think if you slept him in real life and he got up, he would make sure you didn't get up. <laughs> and the story here obviously was uh, Miro's neck, even though his hamstring was heavily taped and has been for a few weeks now. I thought Brian had fucked himself off on that um the gut wrench that came out of, when he went from the knee bar into the gut wrench into the back suplex I thought dang I thought Brian had fucked himself like yeah. completely it, I thought we had a, I thought we had an incident on live television and e- even though that match was not either of their best work I, it's definitely worth a uh, another look that that match was damn good um in, in a bit of uh they'll see each other again in, in, a, in, a, in a bit of a relax. You had Christian Cage in the Jurassic Express versus the Super Click in a Falls Count Anywhere match. That was not relaxing. Um, it, it got ugly. <laughs> that, that shit went twenty minutes too long. Yeah, it, that. You know how many false finishes they had in that match, especially like, on the on the ramp. Oh my god, they should have never got to the ramp. We should have never made it to to thumbtacks on a knee sleeve. We should have never got there. Oh man, just. And and that, you you hard hardcore and I throw that in quotation marks and air quotes should never look that organized when it like the the thumbtacks on the knee sleeve like why why are we doing it? I understand but why are we doing this putting putting thumbtacks in Jungle Boy's mouth man you want to talk about super kick super kicking him while he's in the camel clutch you want to talk about a recipe for an for an undaunted accident. Put some metal in the mouth of somebody who's going through a hole while trying to sell and hope that they don't swallow. There's no way he had a dental dam in his mouth to prevent that from going down. There's no way those are actual thumbtacks that went in his mouth. It wasn't candy. Let me no, find. I, let me I, find I, out he had a mouthful of sweet tarts. Hey, anything's possible. <laughs> you can spray anything with a clear coat. <laughs> this is true. 
I'm just like, hey, yes, hey. If we're really doing that, if we're at this point where we're not, you know, we're not kayfabing the HJ, and you really gonna knee me in the face with thumbtacks, and because I have a mask on, you think it's gonna hurt me less? Oh, I, yeah, we might well just pull the strap off the gym bag. Joke. <laughs> Arn Anderson Glock makes a cameo appearance. Yeah, you feel me? We, you feel me? We done lost the shootout. So I'm, it's funny, funny how you, how you're building this card as if it hasn't already happened because that match was next. But uh, the uh, the story at this uh, in this false kind of anywhere match was Jungle Boy uh, recovering from a concerto, and he end up ends up delivering one to Adam Cole, baby, for the one two three. Kyle, hurry! We have to save Adam. Man, and then uh, let's see here. What's the next one? Uh, Cody Rhodes and Pac versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo. Um, I, I don't know what happened here. I I don't. Mm, the, no, the, no. the chemistry with everybody seemed off, and I'm, as, I'm as for absolutely. And I'm sure the the, the crowd's unappreciation. Uh, or disdain, whichever the case may be, for Cody Rose did not help anybody in this match. Bruh, I I did, I legitimately want to see Malachi Black versus Pat. That's me. I, it's coming. El, El, something about El Idolo is off. Not, and I'm not saying because of anything I saw in this match. I'm just saying presentation-wise. We had such high hopes for what he could be away from air quotes the Stanford Supermax about how well he could work about you know he didn't necessarily have to talk but maybe he could but we did know he could work he's really been off ever since uh, Zelina left his side if you want to keep it if you want to keep it a thousand his best work came in NXT with Zelina and and Toe I mean, these are true. I'm just like it ain't something ain't clicking, and I'm like, figure it I out. Know, figure it I out. I know what I know. A part of it is he just he ain't necessarily cleared by gen by the court of public opinion for TV appearances. <laughs> I know what'll fix it, but <laughs> and, and being next to Malachi Black ain't it. Nah, not it at all. Uh, but- I know exactly what'll fix it. So, but you know, I get. We've already seen El Idolo versus Pack. Let's see Malachi Black versus Pack and see what we get from that. Please and thank you. Uh, CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. This was a big fight. Oh, this uh, was a big fight. Glory be thy name. The match hadn't even started. Eddie Kingpin. Oh, <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me let me put some respect on this. Hold on. Pencil pusher. Eddie Kingpin. What's happening, Eddie? <laughs> Eddie, Eddie? For those of you wondering, Eddie showed a little love to our uh, 140 episode cover, which, I, which had him on it. He was the sole person on the uh, cover art for episode 140, and he showed a little love to it. So we've officially uh, claimed Eddie Kingston as a pencil pusher. And uh, I don't think I don't think Eddie Kingpin was even tagged in that post. But so from this point forward, I will refer to Eddie Kingston as Eddie Kingpin. Kingpin uh, hits a spinning, spinning back fist, <laughs> spinning back fist in front of the referee before the match starts, and clocks CM Punk. Game on. <laughs> Game on. 
What what if we could get his character shift and be like the plug Eddie King? <laughs> <laughs> After the things that they've been saying about him, uh, you know, pre match, post match, all that other stuff, it, we we may not be too far off from that happening, especially with Moxley uh, at home convalescing. Uh, great match. Uh, we we got some color. CM Punk apparently uh, has gotten uh, Eddie Kingston. Uh, or Eddie Kingston has gotten uh, CM Punk's respect as CM Punk tried to extend the hand to which Eddie Kingpin did not say shit and walked out and kept it moving. This was great. I like this. This Give me more. more, Right. (laughs) I want to see people fight. I want to see people fight. I want to see people get hit in the mouth. I want to see people dropped on their heads and little color if necessary. And, and dope ass ring gear and like adult shit. This was very middle fingers, defiance, and the crowd seemed a little flat during the middle part of the show. But by the time they got to this, whoever was still like reserving energy, they let it all out for this match here. This was this was good stuff, man. Oh um, yeah, AEW like paced the, they paced this show like fast break action, and like they didn't give you a, t- a really very many chances to come down and then uh the last match that we haven't talked about but definitely not the last match of the evening was the inner circle versus uh the uh Amer- american's top american top team which was uh oh. junior dos santos andre arlovsky dan lambert dan lambert was at scorpio sky need the page of course but dan lambert was actually in a uh, dope dealer blue velour tracksuit with a headband how do you spell clusterfuck? Three y MMA, oh sorry, two two y MMA two super uh, super juggernauts. Their manager in real life, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. That's how you spell clusterfuck in AEW. No, how you spell clusterfuck is Y two J. <laughs> If Jericho has a hand in it, it has an opportunity to be a clusterfuck. Baron Von Reschke ringside hits an iron claw, which was uh, it was a great pop for the hometown crowd. Uh, completely unnecessary, but it was great to see Baron Von Reschke still alive and well. Protect him at all costs, as you will. And of course, your big debut is Jay Lethal challenging. Sammy Guevara post-match for the TNT Championship this coming Wednesday on uh, on Dynamite, which well, let's get the, let's, let's get the date out the way because by the time this airs, that match would have already taken place. This is Monday, November the fifteenth. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. Twenty and twenty-one. Hey, Amen. All right, and um, I mean, if anything of note happens, we'll we'll you know try to help you and go back. Yeah, we we, it, we we have we have editing prowess here, but we try to keep that to an extreme minimum if at all possible. So there's that for you. But that's your smarter, uh, not harder, baby. There it is. That's your AEW full gear recap. Um, out like we said, outside of the clusterfuck that was dealing with Bleacher Report, uh, great show, not their best work. But still a good show with a hell of a payoff on that main event with uh, Adam Page and uh, Kenny Omega. I, I like this for the most part, um, all the way through. Like the the acquisition of of 
much better talent has served them well to where you don't get the you don't get the extreme fuck up matches as much especially on pay-per-view like he just trying to throw bangers he trying to it's not the there are no album fillers when it comes to pay-per-view time it was also announced during this match I wasn't that during the match during the show by Orange Cassidy that he's going to have to call one of his dogs to come in I immediately thought they're going to bring my guy in and it was confirmed before the end of the show that coming to AEW to team with Orange Cassidy is New Japan Pro Wrestling's own and now the winner and never open weight champion the stone pit bull Tomohiro Ishii so all you're telling me is that in order for me to see Tomohiro Ishii aka the stone pit bull I'm gonna have to suffer through Orange Cassidy (laughs) unfortunately so (laughs) why is it that I always have to make a choice why can't I have nice things it it always comes with some sort of trash ash condition choose violins <laughs> uh, fuck around choose to change the channel keep keep on keep on oh man I, I done already lightened my load of weekly watching I ain't seen NXT since before Halloween and I feel great the last match I've seen on NXT was uh, Braun Breaker versus Tommaso Ciampa Hey, look. Speaking of, well, let's let's take a trip to Stanford real quick. We we were we've been talking. Um, shouts out to the ICW. We've been talking about saving uh, Survivor Series. Super Max, Super Max. Um, did 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 we get our first of all? King Woods. King Woods goes to Instagram to talk a little shit about the Tribal Chief, and this is your daily acknowledgement. Have you acknowledged your tribal chief today? I have. Head of the table. Um, And then he also adds a stipulation for, or a a proposal for stipulation at this year's Survivor Series because we've been talking about it. There's nothing on the line that we haven't already seen before. On Twitter, Xavier Woods decided that I'm sorry, King Woods decided that he wants to take to social media to give us a possible scenario. This is what he comes with, and I'm not mad at it. Survivor Series! Five on five, Raw versus SmackDown, what a joyous occasion, but what are we fighting for? Huh? What? I proclaim your king proclaims that the losing team, Raw, obviously, should have a five-way elimination match fighting for spots one through five in next year's Royal Rumble. In SmackDown, my team, the winning team, would do the same, but we'd be fighting for spots 26 through 30. If you guys are down, hit me up, let me know. If not, it's cool. We can just do bragging rights like usual. Whatever. Roman sucks. Deuces. And that's that. So... Breaking it down again, he proposes that the losing team in a, in a traditional five-on-five Survivor Series elimination tag match will vie for spots one through five, and the winning team will vie for spots twenty-six through thirty, which is not a bad idea. 
at all. Um, it's something new and fresh. We haven't seen it before. Um, it definitely, I think I we, I made mention about challenge matches, um, where you would have like you know, I, I guess because you and I both went back and forth on this qualifiers that would in, involve challenge matches, and I, I guess the winners of the qualifiers will be able to challenge whoever they want to at Survivor Series just to make it more interesting and make it more of a uh, more of a fun event because right now SummerSlam is very forgettable. But the Spice Survivor Series. Yep, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> thank you. Survivor Series. It's two S's still. This year's SummerSlam? I mean, no, Survivor Series. No, Survivor Series. Let me say Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Now, uh-huh. uh, that post has since been removed. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. <laughs> it remains to be seen. But, like, what, what are your takes, Suave, on... Not just what Wood said, but how how can we save this once heralded pay per view? I mean, brand even fighting for brand supremacy doesn't mean shit if it doesn't mean shit. Like, <laughs> if there are no prizes, then why are we here? If we're if there's nothing to win, then why are we playing the game? You play to win the game, but winning the game has some benefits. Like this is literally the one pay per view where we're guaranteed money. No, t- no title changes. Like money, we could do. We could fight. It could be anything. Put a million dollars up. Do the Squid Game shit and have a big old piggy bank fill up with dollars. Hell, link up with DraftKings. Do some dra- some DraftKings shit with some with with the talent. <sighs> but. Too much like right but <laughs> but i mean you have to win something for this to matter otherwise it's just a long episode of smackdown mixed with the episode of raw and like if they're if they were fighting for essentially well put it like this being number 30 i i kind of have mixed feelings on, on predetermining number 30 just because of the way the Royal Rumble is typically a um, basically a surprise and a run in every every uh, two minutes, it's to take the suspense out of some of those numbers. It's Christmas Day to wrestling fans, whereas WrestleMania or the day after uh, WrestleMania is New Year's. You feel me? So I like it because they're competing for something. They, uh, they could compete for the first pick in the draft. Then you make the draft mean something. Because but, at the previous Survivor Series, either SmackDown or Raw, won, won the, the big, you know, whatever you want to call it, the, the W Cup. <laughs> and they get the first pick in the draft. Listen, as much as I like that idea, I have zero faith in forward thinking and remembering storylines almost a year later. There's no way they hold on to the fact that Raw or SmackDown were, was the winner of for their respective brand to get the number one draft pick for the following year. I have zero but, faith in that being. Uh, but just, but just make me believe it. The suspension of disbelief has been suspended at least for ten months, huh? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> anything. Okay, you could say the winner of Survivor Series 
their championship match is going to be the main event of WrestleMania. Like, there are different things you can fight for that make sense. Like, the winning team, you know, is guaranteed matches at WrestleMania. Because, I mean, that's a... <laughs> that's that's kind of a, a tongue-in-cheek thing, but for real. Like, some of those people that, won in, that win in Survivor Series won't be anywhere near WrestleMania. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> like, bring... I mean, again, monetary. Cut a check. A gym bag full of money, like the, like the nineties. Straight, straight uh, uh, Big John Stud, Andre the Giant action. Like, don't even complicate it. Like, we putting money on this. Whoever win, whoever wins Survivor Series, we gonna break a million dollars up for your side. Cat hard cash money, and then you can have everybody from that show celebrate with, you know, fake money or whatever until you know they actually. Cause it's a kayfabe. It's, you're not gonna get any extra money. What you get is what you get, and you barely you better be happy you're getting that. Cause they cutting people every day. <laughs> doing full <laughs> well. Doing full <laughs> well. Price just went up. Price, price just went up. But you can go out there and play with this fake money and make them believe we done split a million dollars across the Raw or SmackDown roster. Sure, you know, but don't expect nothing extra. Well, check this out. As as Need much that back. as much as I would like to peruse the idea of what can happen at Survivor Series there's only one way we can actually go into Survivor Series and that's like this hey hey you know who ain't gonna win you know who ain't gonna win you know who ain't gonna win just say that again I know who ain't gonna win you know who ain't gonna win you know who ain't gonna win we say that again one two two get your tail tell that one one two two three get the fuck on one one two two three get your tail tell that one one two two three get the fuck on two weeks in a row you know who ain't gonna win Featuring the Broken Pistol Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip hop. This time, WWE Survivor Series taking place on Sunday, November the 21st. Yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. I said, yeah, my lord. Yeah, my lord. 20 and 21. Hey, man. And this is taking place in St. Louis, of all places, at America's Dome. Dome. Dome or the Dome at America Center or whatever the hell they call that place now. Uh, I remember when it was open, it was the TWA when it like opened with TWA Dome, which TWA doesn't even exist anymore. But hey, whatever. At any rate, this is the one pay per view per year where we're guaranteed to see no titles exchange hands, which is a waste. I digress. Let's run through the card real quick. Raw Tag Team Champions Rated RK Bro. Versus, uh, well, actually, I'm sorry, not rated RK Bro, RK Bro versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions and the Usos. Um, Suave, who ain't gonna win? Uh, we've got to start protecting the Usos a little better than what we're doing, so <laughs> I'm gonna say that RK Bro ain't gonna win. As much as I would like to agree with you, I think the downward spiral of the Usos continues. I'm saying the Usos ain't gonna win. <laughs> Like I mean, we out here talking big money, cash money for the nine nine and two thousand shit. I mean, we we doing it at a high level. Like we ought to beat somebody at some point. I mean, maybe once, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> we shall see on Sunday. Tough sledding, buddy. For the uh, the the mid card Invitational, 
uh, <laughs> the Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura, gang gang, versus the United States Champion Damian Priest. I am actually interested to see this. This is going to be I, a really, really good match, or it should be na- at least. The name on the marquee is going to say Damian Priest, but you and I know that Punishment Martinez is coming to wrestle Shinsuke Nakamura. Please and I'm believe here for it. it. Please believe it. I'm 100% here for it. And we, because I am trying to make Knock America great again, Damian Priest ain't going to win. I'm with you on that one 100%. Damian Priest will not win. Neither will Punishment Martinez. Although we will get an appearance from Punishment Martinez in this match. Uh, so Shinsuke gets to be two people at the same damn time. At the same damn time? At the same damn time. For the women... Team Raw, we have representing Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Zelina Vega versus Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Shotzi Blackheart, Shayna Baszler, Natalya, and one more to be announced. I believe that one to be announced is actually going to be Naomi. Who do you think it's going to be? Who do I think the missing person is going to be? Yes. Um, Oscar. Wow, we haven't seen her in a month of Sundays. Yeah, it's just some shit from left field. I, I don't trust anybody to do right, but I mean, <laughs> if Oscar's ready to go, then why not? So who's going? Who ain't gonna win? Is better question. Smack, SmackDown. Uh, I'm gonna say SmackDown ain't gonna win, but do we really care? Like we're. The question I want answered is, what what happened to the water cooler talk that that said Bianca Belair was going to be the big star coming out of losing in 26 seconds? Like they were going to build her and it was going to pay off as some big situation and Bianca would be so much bigger a star. She's on a show that has no direction whatsoever and she's lost in the middle of said show. That's what happened. Like the best thing you have going for the show is making uh, everybody the sacrificial lamb for Bobby Lashley. Charlotte, tri- Charlotte tried to fix this. Charlotte tried to fix this. The one, but the, you wouldn't listen. The one time that we that we actually give a shit about Charlotte and the things that she does, look what happens. Um, Charlotte tried to fix this, and you wouldn't listen. Damn you! And and here's proof of your lack of direction for Team Raw. We have Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory. We're trying to get younger. We're trying to get newer. You got to. I mean, if anybody's going to be thrust into that position, I would. Uh, Austin Theory is that guy. They're strapping a I rocket just, to Austin Theory. He looks. He looks incredibly like Ethan Page. That's another story, though. I hate the new ring gear, but. I, uh, they're basically turning him into um, the non-model version of Prince Pretty. He looks like J- Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> His ring gear looks like like a copy and paste from Jeff Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett C-A-W. Right. <laughs> I was just about to say, he's definitely the creator wrestler version. Versus like, uh, SmackDown's team of Drew McIntyre, Woods, King Woods, Jeff Hardy, Happy Corbin, and one player to be named later. Who is that player to be named later? Because it's not going to be Sami Zayn. Um, 
who haven't we seen on SmackDown in a while? Just period. Like who haven't we seen? Sheamus. You know, okay. Where's Cesaro? He he's on SmackDown. Okay. Um. Who else? I can't think of anybody who I want to see on this team. Don't even don't know. Don't limit it to who you want oh, to see. Wait a minute. How about Mustafa Ali? Okay. Uh considering some things we've heard and seen from him in the in the Which he'll be coming up here path. shortly. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mustafa Ali is gonna be the number uh the, the, the player to be named later. So that said, who ain't gonna win? Does does it matter? Yeah, it, it really don't because we're not playing for shit. <laughs> There's no, there's no brass ring that comes out of this. That whole good speech from Woods on social media just under, under the damn radar. Uh, I, I, I feel like Woods probably need I, for Woods. I feel like you know it probably is a good idea to SmackDown goes over. Um, but you, you never know. Like Raw looks like they're gonna implode, and that's gonna be the thing that kind of undoes everything. But. I don't know. Here's something for you. Here's an interesting stat, courtesy of CBSSports.com. For the SmackDown Women's uh, Champion, Charlotte Flair, versus the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. We'll find out who ain't going to win here in a second. These two have shared the ring more than 45 times on television and pay-per-view. Reverse! Reverse! (laughs) I mean, what, what... what what can you say? You you've seen this shit all <laughs> over and times. over and over again. Oh, and let's back up real quick on the women. The one person we haven't seen in forever, and I don't know if she's ready or not, is Bailey. Um, how many months? Because we supposed to we supposed to be like what nine nine months? Has she been gone that long? Um, we haven't. She she was she wasn't wrestling at Mania. She was at Mania, but she wasn't wrestling at Mania. But so her more, getting hurt happened after Mania. So okay, yeah. so yeah, that definitely hasn't been nine months because Mania was about seven months ago. So there's that. I mean, I mean, she could have, she could have smashed rehab, and and miracles happen. She, but, she, uh, she, she, she is that's, not. That's she, a good one too. She is not John Cena. I mean, depending on who your doctor is, you can beat John Cena. Ooh, okay, all right. <laughs> so that's uh, all I'm saying. The te- technology just gets more more advanced every day. Is all I'm saying. Flair, Flair versus Becky Lynch. Who we got? I got Becky Lynch not winning. I don't give a damn. <laughs> it's a whole. It's a whole. You know, <laughs> this is this is this is what like okay. We I, talked I, about I guess it's, I, I guess this is a better a better uh, not you know who ain't gonna win. It should be uh, you know who ain't gonna give a fuck. Me or Suave. <laughs> right. Just you remember how we were doing. You ain't you know who ain't gonna win last week for AEW, and we were like there are matches you can't pick because you know everybody because of the compelling nature of both sides. This is one you can't pick the winner because. You don't know which which bullshit direction they're gonna go in. <laughs> like you're gonna need to appease Charlotte for all the reasons we have previously discussed on previous episodes that we will not go back into now. Mm-hmm. You have created this monster, so now you need to feed it, Seymour. <laughs> this is a fact. So it's either that or you're gonna side with the locker room and the rock the locker room's choice. 
Oh man! Oh, I didn't even think about that. Wow. You do you do you feel what I'm saying and what I'm saying it? You got decisions to make. That's we, the only we, thing that actually makes this match compelling is the real life shit. We might get CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Or we make Eddie Shingston. <laughs> Any anything can happen in the WWF. <laughs> this is a fact. Uh, uh, for the male champion versus champion match, the WWE champion Big E versus the Universal Champion Tribal Chief and head of the table Roman Reigns. There's no way. There's no way. Big E wins this match. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't care how long the Tribal Chief has had the belt. There's absolutely no way Big E wins this match. So that's who ain't gonna win that one's Big E. I just hope I just hope in the in the midst of Big E taking this L, they don't water him down and and they really make him look strong in the process. It's all I can hope for because yeah, the Samoan train is not stopping here. And and sadly, that is the entire card, with no no luster, no bloom on the rose whatsoever. I'm I mean, you got room for appearances like uh, let's see, you're 25 Brock? years, huh? Brock? No 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 no. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe maybe, but this is the 25th year anniversary of the Rock's debut. I am positive. There will be some sort of mention of that. Well, they're already they're already pubbing up uh, that great movie with him and Ryan Reynolds, uh, Red Notice. Dope, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, dope I'm movie. On watching it. Uh, lots of bullets and nobody dies. <laughs> so is is it a takeoff on like Hobbs and Shaw type situation? Not not even close. Not even close. This is Deadpool meets the Italian Job. No, no, no. I don't mean movie wise. I mean the backstory. Um no. It, oh, so this movie isn't playing off because you know they're both in Hobbs and Shaw. No, this has nothing. No, and it's because there's a third person who's also in the Fast and Furious franchise that's in this movie as well. That's why I asked. No, there's not. No, not not even the in the slightest bit. Gotcha. Yeah. Moving on, we spoke earlier about Mustafa Ali and. He's dropped a video of a supposed uh, or proposed character shift that could have possibly saved him and maybe even Retribution if executed properly. The powers that be have decided that this was not the move for Mustafa Ali. I'm going to play this for you and uh, you be the judge. So... Here goes nothing. Literally. Good evening, America. Tonight, I need to discuss something of the utmost importance to our great nation. Something that I have personally been striving for my entire life. And that is acceptance. You see, despite being born here, In the United States of America, every day I have to prove to you that I belong. So I, uh, I didn't correct you 
when you would mispronounce my name because I didn't want you to feel embarrassed. I was mindful of the clothes that I wore because I didn't want you to think I looked suspicious. I lowered my head and said nothing when you would make jokes about what I look like or where I might be from. I did all of this with the hopes that one day you would look at me and see your fellow American. But you didn't. And the truth is, you never will. And despite my greatest efforts to fix this problem, I realize this is a problem that I cannot fix. But I can overcome it. And I will do just that. I will do that by launching a campaign for a new America. You see, in this new America, it is your name that is just too hard to pronounce. It is you that looks suspicious. It is you that I do not accept. It is you that does not belong here. In this new America, there is nothing more American than someone that looks like me. So to anyone out there that feels like a stranger in their own home, I want you to reach out. Take my hand. Believe that in Ali, you can trust. Thank you. Good night. And God bless our new America. <laughs> Young Ali doing uh rumble way, young man rumble way too much um i liked it i liked that shift it was a very well timed well placed set of oh, words he, oh he got out there he got yeah. he got open and because and this is just my opinion because of his ethnic background and because of where he's currently placed on WWE programming, there is that's my reason why there's zero chance in hell of this ever making daylight. Although it would be gold, it's perfect for that crowd, but he's the wrong person, even though this is a very true, uh, real angle that he should be trying to, to push out there. On the flip side, this is designed to make him a bigger heel but in today's climate of disliking the establishment and going against the green you're gonna make him a face you're gonna make him not only you're gonna make him a face you're gonna make him the biggest face in the fucking company okay so check this out check out my (laughs) check out my revisionist history because i kind of zoned in and just kind of closed my eyes listening to the promo imagine black and white NWO-esque production but the black flag of retribution and then flanked by the original members of retribution just not with those goofy ass costumes thank you Uh, and then have him cut this exact same promo so he had a very expensive well cut suit on 
and the background was that of like a um, a rally co- convention. Looks like a, a, a you know a party convention. A party, or, uh, yeah, a conclave, if you will. Yeah, and you have two trons with uh, caricatures of red, white, and blue with his face uh, or his likeness. A la, think Grand Theft Auto. If, if, if he if he were if he were running for office and you heard like you listening to the last low radio and you heard a political commercial on Grand Theft Auto, this is what this would look like. Um, he nailed it. Like I'm thinking of it of what it could meant for for retribution, but it also works the exact way he has it set up. You could put a faction around them in that you could call them the cabinet or something something whatever politically you know centered, but. This is God, God say, forbid. This 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 executed makes him WWE champion or Universal champion <laughs> since he's on SmackDown. God forbid we give our talent freedom, competent freedom, no competence, um, reality based, truthful, creative for them to go with. Like this is the one thing I've kind of noticed about. Stanford and the, and the Super in Max. Recent memory. Yeah, in recent memory. Like, the Attitude Era resonates with a lot of people because you were speaking, you were speaking the language of the people in the seats. And ever since then, they've tried to veer away from that and purposely not speak the language of the people in the seats. So you have a whole society looking for entertainment that speaks to them as opposed to entertainment that speaks for them. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So something like this where you can actually put that out there and the audience will decide whether they like it or not. Or the audience decides whether that person is a heel or a face. And if there's a, a big enough split and a divide, you make them a tweener and just get all the money. The fact that this goes out to the ether as a missed opportunity is speaking to the fact of entertainment speaking for the masses, speaking for you. Versus speaking to you. Like, we we tongue-in-cheek kept joking about how you could jump off a race war if we booked um, Lesnar and Lashley the right way. But there are certain emotions that you can't turn off that for some reason the people in creative in Stanford and Supermax just avoid. Him walking through an airport. With with a kit with a with a uh, whether it be plants or whether it be for real. Matter of fact, make just make it for real. Put a camera in his lapel and let him walk through the airport and see the reactions on people. Especially in a suit, because with his hair down, people will recognize him as being Mustafa Ali. But with your, with his hair pulled back and a full beard, just with his skin alone, you're gonna catch a look. 
And if you want to just keep injecting reality into the possibilities of it, bring up the fact that he's a former cop. <laughs> In Chicago. In Chicago. <laughs> like, there's so much depth to him as a person, you can't help but incorporate it. Like, I, I think you missed it here. And none, like, none of those stories have resonated with the crowd more than something that will never make it to TV has. Because they tried that shit before. Not like this. Well, they've tried it before while trying to make him a face and no one cared. The, all I'm saying is it might not be a bad idea to piss off a Karen or a Kyle or a, a Marin. Marin. Yeah, like it, it won't hurt. Do you know, I want you I want you to think about this real quick. Can you remember the only time when the fans actually gave a shit about Mustafa Ali on SmackDown? Right before he got hurt. I'll, I'll be. I'll give you a specific day. The day that the body bag award was created. Uh, that too. So when Samoa but, Joe went ape shit on everybody in the damn ring. On the mic, I mean, that the, is. The, these are these are truths. It, I just feel like we missed a lot of money by not greenlighting this. Like. I can I can see it, like I can see. Here's here's, uh, I guess at some point people making content have obviously have have some shell shock about offending people. But if you let if you let Ali cut that same promo and you you present it that same way, people are forced to make a choice about what they think about him. So you're going to get a lot of complaints from people who feel like, you know, you're representing something that isn't their air quotes point of view. Do you realize at one point in wrestling, those were the people who were going to buy the most tickets because they want to <laughs> see him eventually get beat up? <laughs> that's that's literally how the game works. So if he if he's tweener enough, he's a face de facto. So you're going to have people that air quotes represent the other side of the argument try to foil him so people will pay to finally see that happen you're you're, you're paying everybody's now paying to see you want to talk about asses and seats he can single-handedly put an ass in every seat in an arena just for his one match whatever that might be I, look. And, and added bonuses him on the mic Eric Bischoff say controversy creates cash. I'm inclined to believe him in this space. I I, I feel like uh, an opportunity was missed. I Look, mean, and for real this time. Let's let's see how this plays out. I, I, I don't. I'm I'm with you. I have zero faith that if this has already been quote unquote leaked because it it did get thrown on the cutting room floor. God love him, but. If for some odd reason this gets picked up and gets recycled, I'm still here for it. It's good enough to where it can last and actually be viable. Um, that's that's pretty much all I got on this one. This like you, I'm, I'm missed opportunity, relevant, uh, emotional investment. All of these things you get from this, not just this promo, but this version of Mustafa Ali. I I don't I don't get it. Uh that's super weird like i mean 
on one on one sense on in one sense i can absolutely understand why it got nixed and it's for all the wrong jackass reasons i think the, I, I, right. I, I really believe the biggest reason why it is because the network that he's on okay then switch networks man <laughs> uh, what's the fucking problem <laughs> Like okay, okay. If if for and I I still I kind of disagree that it's the wrong network because of the exact reason I said people are gonna watch to eventually see him get his ass kicked and you just stretch it out for as long as possible. That used to be the formula. Yep. Anybody remember Sergeant Slaughter? He had a pretty wild 1990 didn't he? He was an American sympathizer after being a G.I. Joe character. An Iraqi sympathizer after being the face yeah, of I'm the sorry, toy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Correct. Yes. Yes. The face of the G.I. Joe toy. Like, this man was this man was every bit as famous as Hulk Hogan in real life. And the, and the height. And, and, and mind you, he wasn't even in the WWF then. He was in the AWA. How can that man a, been getting checks since checks was getting printed? How can a man with a regular look, balding prematurely, be the biggest draw, the biggest attraction, and uh, for an organization that didn't have him on weekly television, didn't have him on every uh, every house show, and no one really watched the programming on ESPN. Meanwhile, shout out to shout out to Monty Capuletti, the regular guy look. <laughs> easy money y'all do you do your googles on easy money shouts out rest in peace roddy dangerfield joe pesci did his thing <laughs> you see what i'm saying boy what the boy i didn't know you knew about that swab that's classic right there that's one of my favorites hey man say my my resume is is lengthy and my catalog is sufficient <laughs> open 23 hours <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> we shut down for one hour for sleeping repairs. <laughs> and you pull up at hey, that time. <laughs> you can wait you can wait in line. Man, bring up bring us your you uh served. bring us your thoughts and your and your and your comments. Show at brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. That's brokenpistolbc on all social media platforms at brokenpistolbc on who what? Everything. Everything. Every damn thing. Everything. Suave, take them to the house. Pencil pushes. Heads up. Pencils down. Straight like that. Straight like that. Tony Khan. He's not going to change his vernacular. He's not going to talk wrestling speak because he hasn't been in the business for 20, 30 years. Cup of coffee, uh-huh. He's a... He's a... An angel investor slash venture capitalist slash I'm just, you know, girls don't like boys, girls like cars and money. <laughs> like, he just out here fucking around. He He's like, uh, damn it. Okay, what's the lead character from fucking Entourage? Uh, I know you're talking about the, um, Vinny. If you took Vinny Chase. And then mixed him with who's the most smart ass nerd you know as, uh, a, as a tele as a television or movie character. Smart ass nerd, like a snarky ass nerd. Sheldon from fucking um, 
<laughs> Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. I was thinking the you guy. If, I was thinking. I was thinking the guy from uh, the HBO show uh, Silicon Valley. But yeah, I haven't seen Silicon Valley. Uh, just, but if uh, you, uh, the first five, the first, the first four seasons are fucking amazing. But if you take Vincent Chase of Entourage and mesh him with Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, that's how you get Tony Khan. <laughs> Hold on, let me turn this fan off. Hold on. But then compound that. But but then compound that by giving him an endless supply of money. He's a terrorist. He's a domestic terrorist of professional wrestling culture. <laughs> he's going he's going to do what he wants when he he is the Mandarin. Of professional wrestling. Wow. But I mean, yeah, like he gonna he's gonna say he's gonna say stuff that you know people would call taboo that the average internet centric wrestling fan is just gonna be like, oh, he's just he, he, that's just the way he talks. Like the, the, the popular unpopular opinion is Tony Khan. Yeah, there it is. So it's it's like. For some people, especially with newer fans, like if you started watching in the Attitude Era, it's a little different for you. Cause I thought about this the other day. I'm like, I'm a fringe millennial with Gen X influence in the South. <laughs> this shit different for me. I've I've seen I've seen a lot. And, and then you go back and you try to get ingratiated with the stuff that happened even before you were watching. But while I thoroughly enjoyed the Attitude Era, I understand that EC, without ECW, it doesn't exist. And I also understand that it will never happen again. Right. And, and just, you know, when you, okay. When you get on YouTube and you get to looking at videos and then you just four hours later, you look up and it's like, where did the time go? You fell down a rabbit hole. That's what you wormholed yourself. You have this group of Internet wrestling fans that wormhole themselves into the most obscure fetish opinions because it's like. You became a fan of Kenny Omega, probably somewhere around, you know, his his performances in the G1, because that's when it really became a thing amongst people to actually openly discuss uh, Kenny Omega. Now, you got crate diggers who were on him even before that, but I'm saying for the not even the casual fan, but for people who are like really into the culture, but maybe not watch Japan like that, just just for lack of access. People in America and and the internet in general started to circulate and kind of revolve around Kenny Omega. Then they would go look at that, and instead of following the New Japan product, which would be that would be my move. It's like okay, he had her popping. Let me see what else is popping here. They right. say fuck that. I'm following Kenny Omega specifically. So then you end up looking at the other shit where he's wrestling blow up dolls. <laughs> and then you see the other shit where he's wrestling the Invisible Man, and then you see, you see everything that goes into the idea of the Golden Lovers, and now all of a sudden, 
you have a completely different outlook on what air quotes wrestling is or can be and what you want to see from an event. And it starts to blend a whole lot of different worlds that everybody ain't a part of. And shit gets weird. Dude, that's weird is the best way. Like, you know, like, hold on. I'm going to give you an example. Hold on. And I, I kind of want to put this on the show, but I don't want to simply because it's like, even for us, it's too much. Like, you, you'll see what I mean. Hold, I'm going to give you an ex- excerpt. All right, here we go. Who just, you feel like you're in a fight and it really just makes you feel alive. And so, ra- like, I try not to think. It's almost a meditative experience where it's like you're just feeling everything. And it, it's what it, and then afterwards, I go back and, like, there's this joy that uh, that you can't, nothing else in, in life feels the same way. I would say like being around my kids is a different type and better joy. Like I would, if I had to choose one or the other, but it's a completely unique joy that's unlike anything else. Hey, uh, Tony, question about Brian. So you booked Brian to win the tournament, setting him up as the number one contender. Are you worried, can you explain the thinking behind that? And are you worried it's gonna undercut your new babyface champion given that Brian is so over and popular with the fans? I don't think so. Uh, I think the fans are conditioned, whether it was like CM Punk and Darby or CM Punk and Eddie Kingston or Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston. The fans right now are conditioned to great wrestling matches. So Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson, I think, is one of the best wrestling matches I could possibly give the fans. And especially because Brian Danielson wrestled the prior champion to a 30-minute draw, I think there's nobody with a better resume. He's been in the company for just over two months, but in the time he's been here, nobody has out-wrestled him. And furthermore, nobody has wrestled more than he has. He's taken on everybody and then some. Uh, So I think it's the logical challenger based on all the wrestling we've seen from Brian Danielson. See what I'm saying? It it sounds like he was reading the comments from a Facebook post. (laughs) Like and this is this is the thing we deal with because like professional wrestling is the only thing that's close to a full full fledged professional sport that doesn't have media, like real media. So you get people, you can get any fucking yahoo to get credentials enough to ask that. And see, here's what's crazy. at a media scrum. Hell, I'm almost I'm almost certain on seven days notice we could pull off some shit where we have press passes. And, and try to ask one of those questions, depending on who who we get to to work the phone, or the, it, it's all it's, we give a little bit more credence than the average person does to professional wrestling for obvious reasons. Again, age groups, uh, a geographical location, like I, like our 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 reasons, like we have some of the same reasons why we watch professional wrestling still. And but like I would say like the biggest thing for me is because I've always been in tune with the business side of it. And it's not so much as I want to be like on the inside of shit more so than it is. It's it's a great tutor for how you carry yourself in the professional world. Like as far as you not not like in a in a corporate environment, but as far as being able to handle business in a business like manner. Yeah, we, how to deal with the world when you have a level of notoriety? Yeah, a, among other things, like right. just just dealing with people and money, having te- how, yeah. having how tier- you handle prosperity, having having tiers of talent and making people understand 
what their worth is and how to increase said worth based on the, your, your performance outside of the world of professional wrestling while being a professional wrestler. Things of that nature is why I still I still watch things, things like that is why I'm happy to watch AEW because this the disbelief was suspended far more than the the character shit that we're because we're going back to characters in WWE and I don't appreciate that shit at all. Like I understand there's a place for it, and they, and again on a business standpoint, you want to gear towards the kids because kids don't have money, parents do, and we were the kids that were watching in the '80s who are having kids now and grandkids for that matter that are watching these products and going to these live shows and getting that experience that we got as children, but on a much, much bigger scale, which translates to higher dollars because the expendable income of the average American is way more, exponentially more than it was 30, 40 years ago. So be that as it may, I will respond with the words that I told Phil uh, recording an episode of Campaign Radio way back when the All-Star Game came to Dallas. Fuck them kids. I want to see a dunk contest. <laughs> and there's that. But what I'm saying, but as far as the media goes, what I'm saying is to say that if they don't have real media, I would disagree. I mean, I fucks with Dave LaGreca. You know, I respect, I respect the, 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 the trajectory that Bully Ray has had since, you know, eventually fully retiring from professional wrestling. But at the same time, like he's been a fixture on busted open for four years now, like even even longer than that, if you if you want to count the, uh, the 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 pre WWE run that he had, and then like Mark Henry, I don't know if Mark Henry ever had any history in broadcasting uh, prior to busted open, but shit, he's making it look good. Like he's he's making he's making someone with, and again, this is me, this is an assumption. He's making someone without previous talent or previous knowledge of said talent look good look like it's it's something that's that's viable so to say that they're not real media you're 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 missing my my assessment of real media not that you sound like real media i mean like professional football has media at every level whether it be beat writers whether it be I'm not just talking about ESPN now, analysts yeah, that discuss yeah, the sport. That's a different conversation. You're, you're absolutely right. That's a different conversation because, you're, yeah, like SWE has cameras, <laughs> had cameras, <laughs> but they you know didn't, what I'm saying? they didn't, but they didn't have anybody covering it. Like, it's not like we have Bill Apters out there now. That's like no real media. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I hear some, that. Somebody, there's somebody that works for a newspaper that is working a triple A ball game. And and in fucking uh, butt fuck Arizona, Hell, Oklahoma City for that matter, wherever like there is a beat writer who is working a triple A team or a double A double team, team or whatever or an A team. You know what I'm saying? Just just trying to see if they can catch something, something of of note. You don't have real media, like you don't have you could because you don't have uh like physical magazines anymore. Right. Like you're right. not you're not writing about anything. Like you're these are opinion pieces that we get from other it's like blogging. Yeah. I I mean yeah. And that, fucking Meltzer, like you know Meltzer has a slant. Yeah, the, the the magazine the magazine era completely changed um the landscape of territory wrestling. Completely. Without the and, without the magazines, the territories don't last nearly as long as they did. 
it's, it's, there's just so just, yeah you're so no, yeah you're right you're that now now yeah I, i'm with you i'm totally with you and but that's that's what i mean when i say there's no media yeah so i like hey. so this was at, with this answer this is about as far as i got and i didn't even realize that immediately after uh the danielson interview cm punk came on and he's on for it looks like let me see here uh 15 was that 15 i can't even see i'm so damn blind right now He's on for a good fifteen minutes, and who who's just See, on here with and, him? And it's like that. That is, I get it. He's trying to legit. Tony Khan is trying to legitimize professional wrestling by giving access, like you would give access to a pro athlete following a game. Get it? I'm totally cool with it. It's the the direction of the questioning to where it. To maybe me, intentionally to me, or even un even see. intentionally or unintentionally, like it breaks down to like like those discords they do following The Walking Dead, like the show where they used to just break down the episode, yeah, and talk about people in and out of character, and it's just like like it's one big make believe shit, like like don't don't make, that's the don't vibe make, I get from them. Don't make me pay fifty dollars for some shit in Timber, and because to me this demeans my fifty dollars. And for what? Like you're giving you're giving this away for free, but you make you're making me pay fifty bucks to watch the shit that you're literally giving us the how the how the pencil was was broken, so to speak. Mm. I mean, don't you always get the director's commentary free? Not free. You get it with a I purchase. Mean, you because you bought the real movie, so you watched what you wanted to pay for, and then they just threw in their opinions as a bonus. Yeah, we get this shit without even having to watch the, the movie. Before and after did. every look, every show. Look who you're dealing with. Yeah. Somebody with way too much free time and a lot of money. You're right. Like what did I what did I lead with? What what was my <laughs> what was my first pitch? I came with the heater, one finger pointing towards home plate and a downward motion. 